Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. There are two things that I do not look forward to each year, taking down and storing the Christmas decorations and paying taxes. Can you relate? Welcome to this week's episode of the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Hauser. In today's episode, I wanted to bring on a partner of ours who helps our advisors implement strategies to help customers leverage their money while doing so in the most tax-efficient way. Our guest today is Jeremy Bickler of NIW within our Simplicity family. And many know from our previous episode last year, episode 34, if you check that out. If not, make sure to tune in. It's been over a year now since we had Jeremy on. So how are we doing today, Jeremy? I'm doing well. Doing very well. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. <laughs> Isn't that weird saying your own name? <laughs> it is. You uh, you start to think you're talking in the third person. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's a challenge. <laughs> All good. Um, so kicking it off, like I mentioned, we we did an episode about a year ago. Y'all brand new to Simplicity. And now fast forward, here we are today. So I want to do a quick little recap. So how was 2023? So the listener knows a little bit more about NIW. You guys are also the ones that are utilizing Kaizen for life insurance. So how was 2023 for our partners at Kaizen? 2023 had some headwinds, Jeremy, because obviously we are, we're borrowing money, right? By nature, we utilize leveraged life insurance plans. So Number one, we had all the Fed rate hikes, multiple Fed rate hikes. So in the short term, while you're borrowing money on paper, it makes it look a little more challenging. You're not leveraging as much of the upside. Now, along with the rate hikes, of course, you have cap increases, but there's a lag there. So mm-hmm. the borrowing rates will raise rise faster than the carrier cap rate. So we had those challenges along with, of course, the regulations came in and we had another AG49 implementation. So mind you, the overall outlook long-term, which these things are marathons, not sprints, of course, we are not concerned about. But in the short term, there was that compression where they're not the upside is not illustrated. And just by nature, there's a human nature component to especially financial, right? When mm-hmm. they don't look as good on paper. So we had that But largely 2023 for NIW was a success. It was very exciting because as you mentioned, we were acquired as of last year. So it's January now, uh, uh, it's been a year. We have implemented almost all of the Simplicity shops have taken this on, which that was very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. Our traditional finance business and our uh, Kaizen business, excuse me, stayed strong. We finished very strong, finished out the pipeline in December. So all in all, as far as the finance industry goes and leverage life insurance, we had a very good year considering those headwinds that we had. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and so since it's been about a year since we, and you've mentioned several things that happened in 2023. So as we sit today, um, what would you say is the biggest difference when we talked last January compared to today, when you look at Kaizen and the solutions that you guys offer to our advisors? 
Yeah. So the the tech platform, and I think we can get into that a little more in the call, mm-hmm. continues to improve. ILIA, which is our uh, acronym for Interactive Learning Information Assistant, continues to improve and be more robust with the training presentations, the capabilities inside of ILIA that we have there. That continues to improve. And plus, I mentioned all of the partners we brought on now are all just going past the implementation phase. So we're extremely excited about that. And the other one that is huge right now that this is brand new, Jeremy, inside of the last month Mm -hmm. is one of our carriers has now approved monthly. So monthly, monthly, excuse me, client contributions. So and and just in case for those users or those uh, people that are listening. So that is a pretty big deal, especially for what the amount of money policies traditionally have with this. So can you talk a little bit about that first before going into what you're talking to or where you're going? Exactly. So here's an example. The the overall annual minimums did not change. Say you have a client putting 24000 a year in, which is kind of an average Kaizen case. Mm-hmm. The client used to, up until this new implementation, you had to put 24000 There was no annual or, excuse me, monthly contribution available. And sometimes with budget constraints, even if you're a high net worth client, or especially in an executive bonus scenario where you have the employer bonusing the money, just from a budget perspective, it may make sense to be able to do that monthly. We can now do that. So you could open a Kaizen for 2000 a month, 1700 a month, depending on your age. And, and again, this implementation is literally in the last three or four weeks, very exciting. We're already bringing cases in. So that is one of the big things from an opportunity standpoint for agents as well that are providing these type of solutions to their clients uh, to look forward to in 24. That's awesome. And and so you mentioned tech, so we'll, we'll stay on that for a brief little second here. So what are some of the best practices you said right now, fast forward for a year now, uh, implementing across the platform? So what are some of the best practices you've seen that some of the groups who are new to Kaizen over the last 12 months, where are they having the most success as advisors implementing the tech into their practice? Yeah. So with our tech platform, you can enroll your clients 100% online, 100% paperless. So from the marketing standpoint, you can give the presentation, even if you're doing what you and I are doing here right Mm -hmm. now, Jeremy, or whether they're in your office. One of the things we have found out post-pandemic, and I don't care if it's Harvard Business Review, Insurance Newsnet that does these consumer reviews, 90% of due diligence is being done online right now. And this is across generations. I don't care if we're talking about Gen X, millennials, even boomers, right? So when you get done with that call as an advisor, chances are your client is going to Google you or they're going to Google premium finance and go down that rabbit hole. So what that platform really allows you to do is invite the client into, have them do the education themselves on their terms And then you are more of a steward through the process with that. So we have seen agents implement this into their process without feeling like they have to, it's it's in addition to, not instead of. Okay, I'm a successful annuity guy, or I'm already successful doing this. I'm an AUM guy, for an example. I don't feel like I'm neglecting the other parts of my practice because the tech side of the platform. So as far as the, the implementation the tech has allowed them uh, to bring that on without doing too many of their resources or, or straying from where they're already successful from that standpoint. As far as the who, Jeremy, we're still seeing a lot of clients-wise 
business owners, uh, as an example, physicians. We're seeing a lot of those standpoints. I brought up the executive bonus solutions for, for key employee type individuals wanting to carve out and not have this typical safe harbor rules where you're offering it to everybody. I just want to come in and do this for a choice. Few people that are key to my business. We're seeing a lot of that as an executive bonus type or an executive benefit type strategy. What's usually the size of the companies you see as a, a sweet spot that you've seen? I mean, is it how many employees and then how many typically is there yeah. a common theme? We get scenarios across the board. Uh, but as, if I'm looking at volume, you're probably seeing employees in that 30 to 100 type more where it could be the owners themselves doing it on themselves, which is very common, mm -hmm. or the owner doing it on a few key non-owners. With that being said, I'm going to talk out both sides of my mouth here a little bit. We do very large multi-life scenarios where we'll come in, large investment bank, for example, wanting to carve out three to 400 of their top people that are on path to partnership and offer this as an executive bonus. When you're able to not just bonus somebody, but leverage mm -hmm. three to one on top of that, it can be a very compelling retain and reward tool for some of these businesses. So we get the large ones, a little more few and far between, but in that 30 to 100 type employees is maybe the mean or the average. No, that's, that's good stuff. So retaining top talent and, um, so what, yeah. what has you optimistic here for 2024? So seem last yeah. year, a lot of systems, processes, uh, working yeah. out some of the kinks, interest rate environment. So here we sit looking forward in this year. So what's the outlook look like for you guys? Absolutely. Uh, great question. So number one, we are very excited about 24 for all the reasons I mentioned. The other thing I, I you know, I brought up the headwinds we were facing in 23. Well, we, we truly feel we're going to be going in the opposite direction now. Our crystal ball is no better than anybody else's, but many of the pundits, the experts feel we are going to start to experience Fed rate drops. Now, does that mean it maybe won't be till Q2 or June? You're also, as testament to this, Jeremy, you're seeing people are hedging treasuries left and right right now, which again, in anticipation of some of these Fed drops. So number one, we think we're going to get some relief there which again helps even in the short term. We're also very excited about our couple key carrier partners that have talked about enhancements to their products. You're going to continue to see caps increase because through all of this, the carriers have been investing at higher rates. You're seeing fixed accounts now even north of five, right? So right. that yep. is going to continue. So we're very optimistic about that. Again, we brought up the monthly previously. That's going to be a big one. Further tech enhancements. The other thing we're going to be doing as well, and there's a few things to be determined specific dates, but we're going to be doing some boot camps. We're going to continue to partner with organizations like InsureMark to continue this education that we have going forward to help these advisors implement this strategy. I love that. And, and most people that listen to this show, so a lot of them maybe listen to this and it's been a year. And so everybody doesn't jump in at, at first. But over time, so as uh, getting around a lot of top advisors, you're with us, you're with us in Nashville. So there's some buzz around having conversations about not just life insurance, but also Kaizen. And so for the advisor who's looking to maybe, just maybe, utilize the Kaizen process and do one of their first policies, what is an ideal person? Like who, how do they start? Yeah. What, what's, the, what's the process? What do you see is the best way to at least get into the water? 
Yeah. So I'll talk about our first, the, from a qualification standpoint, technically you can write at ages 18 to 60. Now there's a wait time to let these cook before we pay the lender back and you can start an income stream. So the wheelhouse, Jeremy, that we see from volume applications daily is typically ages 35 to 55, people with discretionary income. So the carriers have guidelines, they vary a little bit, but I'll paraphrase. And again, they're the carrier's guidelines, not ours. Mm -hmm. When you have minimums around you know, 21 grand a year, even if you can pay monthly, you're talking about clients that the family household income is is you know 150 to 200,000 as a minimum right even from a straight suitability standpoint can they afford these premiums so that's a very typical scenario where household income of a couple hundred thousand concerned about taxes i've got discretionary income i love the concept of a roth ira knowing that i'm not going to necessarily get the write off today but i've got the tax advantages on the back end I mentioned business owners as a huge scenario there, physicians, tech industry. That's where we're seeing a lot of the visit. Even this is a little more niche, but semi-professional and professional athletes, mm -hmm. uh, because there's only five Kaizen payments. Remember that that is something that is the same. And regardless of your age, regardless of the design, the client contribution is only five years. And we're going to leverage on top of it from there. And you may not know this, but I actually I had a so I had a call in January on our uh, mastermind call, and one of the advisors who was actually with us, who's actually with us in Nashville, and okay, what one of the things that was interesting on the call is a couple of the advisors were mentioning that they're already in underwriting on themselves. One okay. of them actually, he just finished his fifth payment, so yeah, he talked he talked about how <laughs> it's more of a just like whew, like it's a it's a relief to now it's like all right let's see how this thing goes moving forward so so it's like all types of the spectrum and so I'm trying to talk wide but also narrow into because a lot of the advisors that may listen to this they may have just a bad taste in their mouth with underwriting or life insurance is just not their cup of tea they really utilize a lot more annuities maybe they do assets under management annuities so for that advisor what advice is there or why they should consider looking in, or what's like the what's a best practice to do? Like, where what where's the system, the process that could be a benefit to them who's not really interested in life insurance in the past, but moving forward in twenty twenty four on, why this should be a huge opportunity for them? Yeah, so I mentioned Illy a few times now. That is going to be your biggest asset and friend in implementation in terms of reaching the masses, however wide of a net you end up wanting to cast, mm -hmm. that is going to be the biggest one. And it's more importantly, Jeremy, going to help you not overcomplicate this because at the end of the day, it still is a max funded IUL. We're putting some guardrails in there to increase predictability and more importantly, decrease the client's exposure. I'm glad you brought up for advisors that are in the senior market. You know, you heard me say 35 to 55 is kind of mm -hmm. the wheelhouse. Well, on, on its surface, you may feel that, well, that kind of takes them out. Well, another thing we're very, very excited about in 24 that we have seen advisors that typically specialize in the senior market excel is we have a great wealth transfer pro program. It's a gifting strategy. So let's rewind, Jeremy, about 18 months or so. And I brought up those qualifications. Remember, a couple hundred thousand of household income. We would get clients coming to us as my 65-year-old client or my 60-year-old client 
has a 25-year-old son, has a 30-year-old daughter that doesn't qualify for Kaizen because they make like 75 grand a year. I want to gift them the premiums, the five premiums, because I believe in this. Could we do that? Hmm. Rewinding back 18 months, two years, the short answer was no, unfortunately, each individual insured has to apply per the guidelines. Not the case anymore. We have both carriers on board. So now if you have that scenario, if you are in the senior market and you have a higher net worth client who is talking about perhaps spending down, leaving a bigger legacy. So instead of leaving just that liquid asset, how about you gift the premiums lock up someone's insurability, give them a million to two million of death benefit, give them tax deferred growth above a fixed rate of the return, all the things we know about indexing, and more importantly, tax advantaged income stream through policy loans down the road. So much more conducive and efficient use of your money if that is an option. So we're seeing a lot of that right now. That is another thing that has kind of gave us that strong finish to 2023 heading into that. And we are seeing more the IMOs that are heavy on annuities, as well as the advisors that would normally specialize in the market. We're on its surface. You wouldn't think this would be a, a leveraged life insurance sale, talking to them about their beneficiaries and their loved ones. The only thing caveat to that, Jeremy, is it is adult children, because these are trust owned okay. and you're a minor. You can't be a settler of a trust if you're under 18. So we're talking, when I bring up your children and your grandchildren, it's, it's adult grandchildren. So, and we can, this is stuff we can do, you know, your team and bringing my team in if some infant advisor has specifics, because there is guidelines for this mm -hmm. uh, from an implementation standpoint. But that is one thing, if you are in that market, I would really consider because that has, that has taken off. I, and I think, uh, sorry about that. And I think that's actually an incredible opportunity. I didn't even think of that. And you mentioned your team. So let's talk a little bit about your team. So working with you guys. So obviously you guys are on applications with the advisor as well. So can you talk about maybe the three things advisors get with your team when they're moving forward with this process? Absolutely. So first, when you partner with us, when you have a case, we're going to provide you that tech platform first and foremost, is going to be your home for everything from training, marketing materials, again, client education, enrolling your clients. That is one of the things we provide. There's no charge for that. Even the DocuSign fees within that because it's 100% paperless. There is no cost for the advisors. We're not taking a higher split for that. That is something that is we have implemented mm -hmm. uh, that you have available to you as a as an advisor partnering within Sharemark and NIW. The other thing we're going to do is we're going to do the designs on the front end without getting into the weeds, Jeremy, right. where our IUL designs are, yes, they're max funded IUL, but we start from a position of underperformance, meaning we're going to take the two worst conditions, 15-year periods the market has ever seen. That's Great Depression era for market returns and 1980s interest rates, double-digit borrowing rates. And we're going to make sure the design is pliable through both of those. So no, on the front end, we're doing the diligence in the design, again, to create that and make sure that design is resilient with whatever carrier of the main two that you wish to do. And finally, and I'm going to steal a quote from one of the founders of NIW here, Dane Wimwell, is do not underestimate the power of service when it comes to mitigating risk. So once the case is in force, 
as your partner, we are the plan administrator. So we are there for 15 years until that lender gets paid back of loan service. So annual low point letters, if we need to refinance in year three or year five, we're going to do that. We're going to do further cost mitigations after year 10. Maybe for some reason, the advisor is not even around or has a relationship with that client anymore. We are on the hook and are going to be there for that 15 years. So those are the main three things is we are to and through a third party administrator along with you to help you get this thing to what is ultimately success, which is paying the lender back and getting to that income stream your client is looking for down the road. That is that is powerful. And we talk on the show a lot about systems, processes, and really the last, the theme of the last, I'd say quarter has been 10Xing your business and getting the right mindset and focusing on really the main drivers of your business and the concept of being able to delegate the things you're not necessarily good at. And you guys seem to have a proven system process that advisors can plug into. It just makes sense to have and utilize a service like this to delegate or at least give it a shot. So that's, you actually articulated really well. I know it's been about a year since the last time we spoke. The first time we were speaking, my eyes were crossing because it was so over my head, but I probably relate to my advisors that are listening because now hearing it now, a year later, I think it's all starting to kind of come together. So as we're wrapping up, is there is there any uh, last words or any wisdom, anything you'd like to share? Do we miss anything? No, that is about it. Again, just from an opportunity standpoint, allow us as your partners along with InsureMark to help you with the implementation to where we're not it's not too overwhelming. You're not forced to overcomplicate it. And you're simply bringing on a new strategy to help as far as solutions-based. We're not mm -hmm. promoting anything. You're taking the client's information in as you do and providing solutions. And you're just adding this as a solution to what you are already providing to another client. Looking it's, forward to 24, Jeremy. Yeah. Very much. Looking forward to it. I'm pretty optimistic about this year and uh, the partnership here with you guys. So thank you very much, Jeremy, for uh, taking time out, joining us today, obviously. So, um, and also thank you to the listener for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening device so you do not miss out on any future episodes of the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. Also follow us on LinkedIn. And as we sign off, remember, in a world full of betas, be an alpha. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on Learn More. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President, Jeremy Hauser.